Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pod bless everybody. I'm your host of OPP, Corey Cambridge. And before we get started with this amazing episode, I want to tell you about my other show, Silent Giants. Silent Giants is a podcast that highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. Ever wondered who made the MTV logo? Did you know the person who wrote Earth, Wind & Fire's hit song September also wrote the theme song for the hit 90s TV show Friends? On Silent Giants, we learn more about these amazing people and dig deep to learn more about their most famous works. Be sure to check out Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Now, let me introduce you to our special guest of OPP. Welcome to Girls on Porn. I'm Rachel. I'm Laura. And this is OPP. Other people's podcast. God bless everybody and welcome back to another episode of OPP. Other People's Podcast is America's number one podcast discovery platform that highlights your favorite podcasters and the dope shows they created. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Our special guests this episode are Laura and Rachel, hosts of the amazing podcast, Girls on Porn. Girls on Porn is a porn review podcast hosted by two erotic enthusiasts and all-around horny gals who are committed to helping you find hot and ethical porn. Each week, Laura and Rachel research and review porn-based and popular search terms. And did I mention that their show's about porn? Yes. In this interview, we're going to learn more about Laura and Rachel. We have great conversations about all things porn. We get into their podcasters' picks. And of course, we get into their dope show, Girls on Porn. So let me introduce you to Laura and Rachel. Check, check, check. One, two, one, two. Yo, I think we in the zone, yo. All right. <laughs> Laura, Rachel, what's popping? Hi. How are you today? I'm so good. good. Thank you so much for having us here. Yo, yeah, it's excited a, to be here. It's a pleasure to have you all on the podcast. I'm a big fan of your show. Oh, thank you. So, first of all, it's one of those topics. Porn is one of those topics that everyone, <laughs> like you look at everyone on the street and you're like, I know you're into this. Yeah. But you're not going to talk to me about yeah. it. And it's like, why yeah. not? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. The majority of people are into it. Everyone like most likes people watch sex. porn at least a little bit. Most people are into sex. Yeah. And those things go at hand least, in at hand. At least I hope you're into it. I know. Yeah. And if a... you're not, honey. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Come on. Like, you're wham. missing out. <laughs> you're missing out on all the fun, homies. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Oh, so, so I have a, a question. So we're living yeah. in this generation now of mm-hmm. the first the first generation of people to really come into the internet. Right. Yeah. right, and grow up like knowing what it was, what, what the world was like without the internet. Yeah, exactly. And then now knowing what the world is with the internet. Generations, <laughs> yeah. the younger yeah. generations will never know the world without the internet. Right. Yeah. So, like, how did you guys stumble across uh, porn for the first time? Okay. I was older than I should have been, but <laughs> as, as, well, like, how old is that? Uh, like, I was like. In college, I think mm. when I like watched my first porn, which you'd think is like late for someone yeah. who is now like yeah. a porn with the, with the internet, with the internet, yeah, with the internet. Right. Well, as you 
point out like we didn't have like Facebook came out I think when I was a freshman in college before that it was like AOL vibes where you're like and like took you like four minutes just to log on Mm -hmm. and the only porn you could find at that point was like my closest thing to porn as a kid or like as a teenager was like chat rooms where you'd like pretend to be someone you weren't and you'd like say dirty stuff and then in the process be like oh that's a thing and like kind of learn some sexual stuff but I wasn't aside from like seeing Penthouse and Playboy. I didn't yeah. see like porn, porn really until college, and then I didn't like get into it. Like I think a boyfriend like offhandedly mentioned RedTube, and I was like, "What is that?" Mm. Like I didn't know. You didn't know what it was. I didn't know about like the porn aggregates, and I think I, I had this like puritanical, uh, you know, incorrect belief that. If you went to porn sites, you would just like instantly contract a virus. Yeah. You know? So I like avoided porn for a long time until I was like, oh, all my guy friends are watching porn Mm -hmm. and they're just watching it for free online. (laughs) And then I got pretty into it once I found out I had access to it all along. Yeah. Like, I guess the viral part came from like the downloading, like the like Kazaa. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back right. yeah. it was like yeah, you yeah, tore yeah. in your porn, like you would take a like chance. But yeah. I also just thought like genuinely could just like go to a porn site and it'd be like viruses. Well, yeah. You know. Like, right. I had that thought too, but I was already doing like Napster and Kazaa. So I was like, fuck it. I'm already infected. I'm sure. So <laughs> I might as well just look at some shit. But my first thing was I was watching a lot of softcore stuff. Like my parents always had like HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, all of those networks. So when I was young, I would be like 10 or 11 and I'd be like having a sleepover and I'd be like, let's turn on Cinemax at like 1130 <laughs> at night. And, and, you know, everyone would come over and we'd watch fucking, we'd watch fucking, literally. Um, or the dry, the dry yeah, humping, dry, like yeah. in a pool. Yeah. yeah, like it was like, we never really saw penetration, but like it was horny stuff, you know, and I loved it. Um, and then I also like movie sex scenes were huge for me. Um which Same. is not really porn, but still is like something that I knew that I liked and yeah, I knew I liked a, to watch. Yeah, you that you like to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I was like, oh. Um, and, that, you know, like going to school and like talking about it with other guys and guys being like, whoa, <laughs> you know what, like, you know about Skinamax, you know? And they'd be like, what about porn? And I'd be like, what about it? You know? And yeah. then I would go home and I'd watch stuff and, and learn that way. Uh, tell um, me more about your background. Um like away from porn and yeah. like your love of porn and your personal life and what you do guys what you guys do for a living and this is your backstory. Sure. Yeah. Uh we're both performers. Yeah. I'm pretty much retired as an actor. Like I'll come back. It's always yeah. there. But right now primarily I'm a writer and producer. Um That's how we met. Yeah. We met as actors. Yeah, okay. we met yeah. in an acting class. Uh-huh. And I always thought Rachel like seemed cool, but I would say that like we didn't really bond. <laughs> yeah. Until we started to like run into each other at parties of like mutual friends. Yeah. And like, I remember one time you were like, I pegged someone last weekend. Like, just like, no hello. Just like (laughs) telling a story about pegging. And I was like, oh, this, this chick fucked. Yeah. Like, literally. <laughs> this, <laughs> this chick fucked. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah. We just, uh, we got tighter, like, just as, like, both, uh, like, considered ourselves kind of anomalies in yeah. our sex positivity and our love of porn. And then, like, found each other. Right. Uh, and bonded over that. Mm-hmm. And then when we became roommates, Rachel had a room open up last summer and I took it. And when yeah. we were in together, it was like, man, we're going to talk about porn a lot. That should be a podcast. Right. Yeah. That's a podcast. Yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but, yeah. What was your background story, too? I gave our whole room. Yeah. I mean, that's basically it. I, I am an actress and um, we met in an acting class. I manage a restaurant and a bar- I'm a bartender. 
Um, for our listeners, yeah. I just poured water on <laughs> yes. myself and on the couch. And then Mad to like, yeah. I won't go call you out. Yeah. But yeah, we met in this acting class and I knew problem. that like Laura was like a cool chick. You know, like there's uh, being an actor in the city, like you take a lot of these acting classes and sometimes you're they're filled with absolute psychos and you're like oh god like here we go here's like a room of like 16 other people desperately trying to be the funniest coolest person in the room and like laura wasn't that person so i was like oh <laughs> she's not funny or cool no but i was like but she wasn't like <laughs> trying you know what i mean like yeah. you, you when you it's like those that those people stand out when they're not trying because the people who are trying are really like embarrassing and eggy and you know and so i was like ugh, grown um but you notice the people who are like no i'm not gonna have to try to impress anyone here and i was like oh, okay she's cool <laughs> And then we started seeing each other at parties, and yeah. yeah. I told her I was going to – I fucked a dude in the ass, and that was it for her. <laughs> and that was it. That's all yeah. it took for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I want to know – tell me, like <laughs> – tell me about – I have my favorite porn stars, or like my go-tos. Yeah. yeah. That, that me and my dudes, like, vibe out on. Yeah. And we're yeah. like, yo, like, you vibe on her, too? Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought you were that, too, dog. Uh-huh. Yeah. But amongst ladies, I've never had a conversation with ladies about – like, who are, like, the porn stars that they're into or, like, who are the stars in that world? Oh, yeah. But do you have, like, a favorite porn star? Yeah, we oh, have yeah. a few favorites. Um, we've even had a couple of them on our show. Yeah, two of our faves. Um, Michael Vegas. Michael Vegas is dope. Mickey Maud, um, mm-hmm. we're big fans of. I also love Vex Ashley. She's mm-hmm. based somewhere that is geographically inconvenient yeah. <laughs> for coming on the show. Yeah. So she hasn't been on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we Tyler have Tyler Nixon. Tyler Dixon's great. Um, we just talked about a porn with Evelyn Claire. I yeah. like her a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaden Cross. Kaden Cross directs a ton of stuff. Like we also have like our favorite filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah we yeah. have like Jackie St. Jackie St. James, James mm-hmm. uh, Erica Lust, Kaden uh, Cross are mm-hmm. kind of some of the like forerunners of like female porn direction. Yeah. Because do you find that like Stoya? Do you find that? Oh, me- Stoya. 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 I've never heard of. Astoria. You probably like uh, yeah. recognize her. Yeah. It's She's wild that like some of the well names known. that like they're celebrities that are like niche celebrities. Yeah. Yes. Like based on like your preference. Yeah. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. like well, who would I say is like in my world like killing the game right now? Yeah. You know what? It is? A lot of the cam, a lot of the cam, oh, yeah. cam is huge. Yeah. Girls or like the way that uh, Pornhub is gone now, where like mm-hmm. you can. The, like the model hub where like they can have their own profile. Yeah, they can have their yes. own profile. So yeah. like that's something that I've like I've kind of steered away from. Like over time, the porn star traditional like sure. fixing girls, yeah. yeah, and like now it's more of like their own personal page, yeah, that they like they upload, yeah, which I think is really cool. It is, yeah. I'm actually developing a TV show about this, yeah. Uh, but yeah, camming is can be a great outlet because you can post your own shit and control your own boundaries right. and pull your own money just from like videos that you make yourself. So it puts a lot of agency in the performer's hands, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, well, also too, I think it's like it gives uh, it's good for female empowerment. Oh yeah, right yeah, because exactly. like those industries were mostly male dominated, right? Like back in the day, and you would get like hustled or taken advantage of. You yeah, know? or you just like show up to set and not know what was going to happen that day. You know, yeah. right, right, be, right. Like, sort of forced into a situation you might not be excited about or comfortable with. Right. So yeah, it, it takes it. It prohibits that, or at least prevents it. Mm-hmm. I always wonder, and you guys have had uh, the experience of meeting. Uh, a lot of the adult actors. Yeah. But do you find that they're them like they're a different character in front of the camera than they are like more so in person? Like uh in our experience, I would say no. Yeah. There there certainly are performers like that who like perform in a specific genre or have like a kink that they you know, they cater to. 
Um, but generally, like, the people that we've met are very well-spoken, if anything, like, a little nerdy and shy yeah. sometimes. Super intelligent, like, know a lot about smart. themselves. Yeah, and, and, like, very well-spoken about, mm-hmm. like, their sexuality and, like, how they work in this yeah. space. Very comfortable. And, um, yeah. and all just, like, very sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, it's it's just been, like, very genuine people. So yeah. And, like, you know, a couple of them are, like, dudes so they don't get a ton of dialogue yeah. <laughs> you know in the porn they were watching so it's not like they're yeah. putting on like personas i mean vegas like sometimes likes to do characters yeah like, he's more of like an actor that right. some than some porn performers are mm-hmm. but i still felt like oh this isn't like a different guy yeah. than i've seen in the porns he just happens to be clothed mm-hmm. and like isn't mm-hmm. fucking anyone right, right. now <laughs> you know but it's just so chill yeah yeah, because that's always a weird thing where you're like, "Oh, I'm talking to someone that I've masturbated to," <laughs> and dude, yeah, like I know intimate details about your body. Yeah, and you don't know I exist, and like yeah. now we gotta, you know, it's like, how do I say hi or hug you? You know, yeah. Um, but that's been a, a very fascinating thing about this podcast is 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 having that face to face. Yeah. Do you have a favorite porn uh, site? Yeah, Cup maybe off. not like a number one. We have yeah. like a few favorites. Balesa is one of my favorites right now. Wait, what is it? It's Balesa. B-E-L-E-S-S-A. Or is it two, two L's? I think it's two L's. What S? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think it's B-E-L-L-E-S-A. Okay. Yeah. It's they, like a porn for women. Like that's yes. what it's called, but it's like porn for everybody. You know? Yeah. It's, um, they sell toys, but they also produce their own content. And then they also like aggregate other content so it's a great place to go like curated if you're used to like finding free porn Mm -hmm. you can go find like curated ethical porn that's free to begin with and then there's like their production stuff you can pay for if you want like the higher production value stuff they make in-house yeah but it's a great place to go if you're just like looking to browse and like not feel guilty about it Mm -hmm. um x confessions is also great yeah they're by a subscription basis that Mm -hmm. um is erica lust yeah okay it's a little bit more like indie alternative porn Mm -hmm. and like super european Yes, so, uh, she is European, <laughs> European, and th- there's like production values. Sometimes it's like a little poetic, like more yeah. so than I personally need. Uh, but it always has high production value, and she works with a lot of the same performers that we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, the way that X Confessions works is fans write in like their fantasies, and then she like puts them on screen. Yeah, so okay. it's like short about it. Oh, I had a crush on so and so, and just want to like fuck them in the rain or something, yeah. and then she like makes that the video. Yeah, so it's sort of fa- driven by her like fan engagement as well, which mm-hmm. is very cool. Deeper.com, um, Deeper.com, yeah, Deeper.com is great if yeah. you're like into a more mainstream thing it was started by Caden Cross and Stoya originally yeah, yeah. Um, who both come from the mainstream world and Caden Cross directs most of the videos so a lot of it has a sort of mainstream vibe like you'll mm-hmm. see people that you see in mainstream like some of those performers and sometimes it'll have some of the same tropes but it's a woman directing so yeah you know the performers are compensated and safe um and it's also like high production value. They also yeah. always have like good lighting and like right. some cool montages or like that kind of shit. Like yeah. they, they put more yeah. effort into it. Also like many vids is great. If you have like a performer that you love, you can just like watch their own content. Yeah. That speaking of cam people, yeah. that's where a lot of them like host their own content. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. This is really cool for me because <laughs> like, what are like the, the common narratives between um, what men are typically looking at mm. and what women are typically looking at. Cause I've never heard of most of the sites. Yeah. Like, 
you guys rattled off. I mean, off. we have so much data on that. Yeah. Like, I mean, largely from Pornhub because they release their data yeah. now and they give stats on like who's watching. I mean, like what people are watching. Yeah. Right now, it's like thirty-five percent of like the audience is women. Yeah. Um, a lot of women watch lesbian porn, gay male porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theme there being women are watching gay gay yes. male yes. porn. Yes. Like solo or or duo. Yeah. Or like really? all kinds. Yeah. yeah. Part of. I think what that is about is women wanting to watch porn where they don't feel like the woman is being taken advantage of. Yeah. So in lesbian porn, it's two women. So there's not like a gross power dynamic there. Although a lot of lesbian porn, especially mainstream lesbian porn is like two straight women with like, like weirdly long acrylic nails, like not having sex the way the lesbians have sex. Right. But it's like, attractive women being intimate and it feels, it can feel safer to watch. Right. And it's because you're not like, Oh, is this woman being raped? It's like two women. And the similar thing watching gay porn is like, you're watching male bodies. So that can be like arousing if you are a straight woman, but it's two men. So it doesn't feel like, Ooh, like, is everyone okay? Yeah. There's like, there's no like misogyny or like violence against women. Yeah. And then Um, there's also like, porn for women categories right we were actually did an episode today on passion as a search term which is one that i used early on to yeah. try and find like these people just want to be fucking each <laughs> yeah, other because yeah. that's yeah. largely like what women look for is like yeah. something that feels consenting and yeah. not like exploitative and that you're like i believe these people want to be having sex exactly um and then for men i mean there's like i mean the it's everything you know yeah. like there's so many search terms i'm like hesitant to i know i think actually like the number one search term for men for the past couple of years has been japanese interesting yeah. really yeah. yeah yeah japanese is high H- a hentai hentai also. does very well there's hentai? a lot of like hentai yeah hentai what's that uh it's a anime sp- yeah oh. specific kind of See, like animated porn yeah. yeah i'm in my siloed world yeah <laughs> my world's obviously yeah. very siloed yeah. Yeah. i thought i knew yeah but yeah. i clearly there's, don't know there's also a lot of traction for amateur porn yeah it feels authentic yes um right. so there's a big male audience for that mm-hmm. and i th- and a female audience as well although the same sort of theme that you can be watching amateur porn as a woman and be like, wait, is like, yeah. does she know this is being filmed? Right. You know, like there's like sex questions sex can come up. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, do do yeah, you think that, that uh, a better job could be done in the world of porn of maybe like the way that obviously like I'm talking to you guys, my world is very siloed of what yeah. I, of what I'm into and what I'm watching. Yeah. yeah. So because of that, my sexual behavior will be dictated by the porn yeah. like, yes. that I watch. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it can, can we do a better job? Can the industry do a better job or we as consumers do a better job of uh, kind of sexual etiquette is, is the proper yeah, term? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That definitely ties into the kind of porn we try to find. Right. A lot of it will have very clear framing around consent mm-hmm. and also will sometimes in the videos like demonstrate yeah. how to uh, ask for and achieve consent. like Communication. In a, yeah. And- um, there's also a great site called Crashpad Series that's much more inclusive of like queer and trans bodies, and they were like pioneers as of many years ago, um, based out of San Francisco, like making great work, and that's a great place to go if you're like, yeah, looking for something very like off the mainstream path, mm-hmm. and uh, and that can be like actually educational, you yeah. know, about like different bodies and engaging in a way that is consenting and considerate. And what you asked sort of goes back to the thing you said that like. We didn't grow up with porn necessarily as accessible as it is now. And I think the 
risk but also like potential cool thing is that like porn can be sex educational yeah um which is a bad thing if you're just going to Pornhub and thinking right. like every girl wants to just get jizz, pounded yeah get pounded and, get and have, like get a facial um but this kind of stuff that we try to find and champion is much more like an accurate depiction of good sex and sex where like female pleasure is prioritized yeah yeah, yeah. it exists and that can you be, know be tremendously educational right as opposed to just watching porn where like it's just centered around a male cum shot and you're like oh it, as a young person watching that being like oh I don't know that I, I didn't know that I had to worry about the woman or my partner getting off too you know yeah yeah and when I was like a teenager like reading Cosmo articles at that yeah. point it was still just about like how to pleasure your man and it was yeah. often really bad advice right but if people could watch like tender intimate porn right. that like looks like what sex looks like there'd be a lot less it's not you just know, like, like bad sex mm-hmm. and a lot less actual like abuse you know like yeah. we can perpetuate really it's bad not just... issues if we depict certain things online and we have no way of like separating them from like the bad from the good yeah yeah so we tend to steer people away from the aggregates like yeah. the porn hubs and the red tubes of the world because yeah it's not vetted in a way that you know where the content's coming from unless a lot it's, of it's like a model too. hub like you said unless it's hosted by the performer mm-hmm. otherwise i mean all those companies all those sites are owned by one company like there's basically a monopoly they have the Pornhub network porn. or like yeah. Yeah. It's is it browsers mind, or? mind yeah. geek is what the browsers is a part of it too yeah, yeah. browsers yeah. is in it uh you porn yeah uh red two yeah like and then tons of those like sub studios like new biles like all these different like production houses are still under the umbrella of mind geek which is one company yeah and like they have gotten better about giving back and hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Compensating their performers and that kind of stuff. But it's still like a YouTube of porn, which leaves room for anybody to post something that they either found or like created yeah. under nefarious circumstances right. so mm. yeah yeah well Rachel <laughs> we're take a quick break when we get back we're gonna get to Great. your podcast Girls on Porn awesome. well ladies welcome back thank you break is over <laughs> no more breaks <laughs> <laughs> so so first uh, tell me how did you first discover the medium of podcasting and we'll start with Rachel um, I was introduced someone told me I remember when Serial was around and I didn't actually listen to it, which was like the biggest podcast ever. But then because of that, I think my my roommate at the time was listening to My Favorite Murder and she was like, you would love this because I also like love like true crime and loved things about serial killers because who knows why. And so I started listening to it and I was like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed. This is funny. And then I, that's what I would do. I would, instead of like listening to music on my way to work or like on the train, I would listen to a podcast. So. How about you, Laura? I'm trying to remember. I, Serial was also big. I yeah. feel like that 
show like blew up podcasts as a thing like they yeah. went from zero to 60 with that show and like what they could be because mm-hmm. I feel like my introductions to podcasts were like through like public radio stuff you know like fresh mm-hmm. air and like for your consideration like NPR translated into podcasts yeah. early so I think that was some of what I was into but wasn't like obs- like that's kind of what I thought podcasts were largely yeah. and I think what they were for a long time primarily but I don't I don't know which one I, like, officially listened to Hmm. first. I think most of the stuff I got into was, like, educational. Either it was news or it was, like, some fun, like, history stuff or something. Like, I remember there being a podcast about – oh, fuck, I forget what it's called. But it was, like – how things work or like it was basically yeah, like it was I something that, like that, that. Yeah, is that yeah. what it's so called stuff you should know yeah stuff you yeah should that's, know. that's like, my that's my jam yeah. i fall asleep yeah. to that yeah exactly i don't listen to that so much anymore but i like that was one of the first podcasts for me because i was like ooh, knowledge like yeah. this is a way for like while i'm traveling or like like i'm a super multitasker mm-hmm. so feeling like this is productive time on the train like i'm learning things about yeah. random bullshit you know yeah that was my original entry point i think did you instantly know that you wanted to start your own podcast from no. listening to them? No. I actually never, never thought about mind. it until I had the idea for this show. Yeah. Like, I was never like, I know, I'll be a podcast. Like, if anything, and this is, like, no hate to anyone that makes podcasts and they're all wonderful, but there are so many podcasts that are yeah. self-indulgent or, like, we're actors that are, like, auditioning tips. I know. You know, I like, like I know being in the acting world, yeah, like, being there's in the, so many actors who have podcasts about being an actor, and I was like... Mm. Oh my god! Like yeah. I don't want to listen to that, you know. Yeah, we didn't want to like. I just never was interested in it because it felt saturated. But then randomly had the idea for Girls on Porn, and it's so clearly like fit for that format. Yeah, that I was like, oh, I guess I want to make a podcast now, <laughs> and here we are. And yeah. So I hope this doesn't sound redundant for people who've listened to the podcast yeah. uh, this far this episode. But <laughs> obviously, it's in the title, Girls on Porn. So can you give me an elevator pitch of what Girls on Porn? is about oh wow should i do it give it to me babe uh so it's basically a feminist ethical review podcast of porn which is to say that it's a comedy podcast yeah uh each episode is two porn enthusiasts yeah you know rachel and laura (laughs) and each episode is themed on a search term some that we're into some that we're not like that aren't our things but we Structure the episode by introducing the term, explaining it if that's necessary, going into some research about it, whether that's like the stats and the popularity of the term, uh, as well as like, what's the potential psychological motivator for this yeah. kink? Why like, why hot? are people into that is like sort of a section of it. And then I do a search term showdown, uh, which at one point had been called the homepage hoedown and a fan <laughs> suggested search term showdown, which is better and mm. less We're uh, like, oh, offensive, yeah, actually, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where like we put the search term into like a Pornhub or a RedTube aggregate and find the worst titles. Because as you know, when you're on Pornhub, you're like, where do they come up with this yeah. shit? Who wrote this? So we go through those titles and sort of rip on them. And then we review two porns on that search term typically one that is ethical and vetted and ideally like hot and like hopefully we're into and then one that is you know like we don't quite know where it came from we find out the aggregates and like usually something that we can roast hilarious and something funny that we can kind of make fun of and find the tropes that suck and poke fun at them so uh i have obviously guests on my podcast and both my podcasts yeah um but i typically find that there's some guests that just surprise me when i go into the interview where yeah. I, I thought they were going to be this way or i thought the interview was going to go th- a certain way uh-huh. and it went another way and i ended up walking away being like damn that, that that's interesting yeah. yeah um was there a guest that you've had on your show that has surprised you the most 
<laughs> I mean, I feel like because it's a porn podcast, like I don't super expect yeah. a lot of surprises. If anything, yeah. I mean, we had a guest today who was like not into porn. Yeah. And like that was a fun new exercise <laughs> to be like just speaking the way we do about it and her being like, I thought it was gross when this happened. Yeah. And, and we're, we're like, like really? oh, right. We okay. got to like bring this down to a different level. Sometimes the surprise, I think, is just a little bit of discomfort. We're mm-hmm. so comfortable and accustomed to talking about this shit at this right. point that occasionally people will come on and we'll be like, ooh, we got to be a little gentler. Right, you right. Know? And they're like, like, they're a little nervous. Like, I know? think Josh Rubin was like a little uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Cause, sure. Like, and he just made like a lot of jokes, which was not a surprise. Yeah. It just was like, we're like, we have fun sort of forcing people out of their comfort zone and making yeah. them like talk about porn with us. Um, and that can be fun territory. I don't know if it's surprising, but yeah, yeah that sort of answers what, what, your question. What about on a, on a interviewer level? Like, how do you get your guests to open up about a topic that's typically not spoken about? Yeah. But yeah. everyone is loves. I try yeah. to just be as comfortable as possible. I yeah. make jokes. I'm going to talk about crass things probably just to be like hey it's chill like let me talk about my butthole you know <laughs> so like they're like oh okay okay we're all cool here you know yeah. we kind of yeah that's a good way of putting it we kind of try to like splash around in the mud with them like we're a little yeah. self-deprecating and like if we're gonna ask personal stuff of anybody on the show or about their proclivities we're gonna be sharing ours as well yeah so it's sort of an even playing field and I think that helps people open up um granted like the topic itself is like you will or you won't you know like yeah. usually at the top of the show we ask particularly with like porn performers or like folks who are professionals in the industry like is there anything off limits or do you have any boundaries that we shouldn't cross like right. I don't want to talk about my personal life or I don't want to talk about this production company and mm-hmm. specifically in the sex work space people are like no nothing's off limits yeah. and they're like down to be like okay so my butthole yeah we're like, <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I know for myself one thing that surprised me when I got into podcasting mm-hmm. was that I started off being a rapper and very much you guys in the world of, of yeah. it being an, an actress um, and getting into the acting world for you guys. But when I started my podcast, I was very surprised that people stopped calling me to rap as oh, much really? uh-huh. and they would call me about, I'm now viewed as more like a podcast expert because Corey, you yeah. talk to podcasters all the yeah. time. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, how has the adjustment been for you guys making the transition from your background being in acting to yeah. now stepping into the world of, of porn. How's that transition been for you guys? <laughs> Sounds like there's two ways yeah. to answer that <laughs> yeah. question. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, professionally, it's been amazing because I'm used to producing theater, like hiring designers and yeah. raising money and selling tickets and marketing and fucking all that shit. So putting to like the logistics of putting together a podcast felt this quite was easy. The easiest thing in the world to make this podcast happen. Like yeah. I was like, oh fuck, everyone's down. Great. <laughs> yeah. I was really surprised. Yeah. You know? I, I thought there'd be a lot more roadblocks, but at, like when we pitched it, it was immediately like, yep, sign us up. We we're yeah. like, oh, cool. I expected that we'd like throw a couple hundred bucks in and like invest in some microphones. We got very lucky in that our producer had yeah. an in at a podcast company and we sort of soft pitched over the phone so we got set up with like engineers and editors before we even started releasing, which is sort of unheard of. And yeah. we're very grateful for that. But yeah, it's been it's been miraculously easy. And I think that's kind of why podcasts are so popular right now is they're so low logistics. And yeah. you can like you can really produce on your own without needing right, to right, raise right. thousands of dollars necessarily. So uh, 
that part was wonderful. Yeah. Um, the element of the porn of it all, however, is has been com- has bit been diff, interesting. We deliberately don't use our last names. It's not like a secret, but we're just Laura and Rachel. If you go on like the podcast description, you can link to our Instagrams and instantly find out what our names are. So it's yeah. not about hiding our identities. But I do like moonlight in the corporate space. And if you Google me and the word porn comes up, it would like cost me business. So yeah initially Which we sucks. just yeah it sucks. it's stupid yeah and i think but there's stigma like you we'll know? be like officially coming out sooner than later but, but you're there also has... you're just covering the topic of porn yes it's you, you yeah. know yeah I mean? i'm not making yeah. porn right. but like any like search engine misassumption is yeah. is potentially like destructive so like we've operated this way yeah. and i'm hoping to like come out and like not yeah you know have to be guarded about it anymore I was mostly just concerned about like my 83 year old grandma Googling my name and having her be like, what in God's name is going on? <laughs> yeah. um, but other than that, like I really don't, I'm a very like open and like comfortable person. Yeah. So no one's really like, you know, like I went on a trip to Europe this summer, like with my mom and my sister and we like went on a wine tour and like we were like all sitting around with like these strangers and they're like, what do you do, Rachel? And I was like, I host a podcast about porn. You know, and like my mom choked on her wine, but like she knows. And it's like also like the first person to be like, hey, did you know that you guys were mentioned in like Marie Claire magazine? You know, like she like Googles it. She doesn't listen because I ask her not to. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, please, I don't need you to listen about my butthole. Everyone else, though, fine with it. Um, But she's very supportive. And it's like, you know, if this is the thing that's like going to help you, whatever launch, whatever career it is you're doing go for it yeah it's been interesting because it tests the boundaries of the different sort of like code switching you have to do or the different communities like for friends it's it's like no big deal so yeah. like oh you're like into porn but there's no like surprise there because i am like a very open and transparent yeah. person and like sex positive in other ways my dad still doesn't know about the podcast he went born again a decade ago and i just know that it would be an uncomfortable, unnecessary yeah, like, conversation. Like, nah, dog, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Nah. We good. <laughs> Not for you. I see you Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, my mom is like more supportive and understanding, although like still very traditional in many respects. So like it took me a couple months to tell her and I did. And she was like, oh, great. And of course I framed her. I was like, it's feminist and stuff, you know, like made it sound nice and light. And she was like, can I listen? I was like, no. Yeah. You don't need to. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See Thanksgiving you're, though. You're yeah. just not gonna get it. Yeah. Uh, but she knows about it. Yeah. Um, and then otherwise, like I said, the corporate thing. But it, like, I'm, I'm pretty public about it. Like, I right. post about it on Instagram and in, like, sort of like discreet ways. I'm not like, look at my porn stuff. But like, yeah. we'll now mention it, and I put it in my stories all the time. Whereas like when we started, I was a little bit like, I yeah. don't, you know, we had to kind of ease in. It was like a slow coming out process. We're yeah. almost all the way there. Soon we'll just be using our last names and it won't be a big deal. I want to because let me tell you what. On Apple <laughs> Podcasts, it says that Rachel Bloom is the host of Girls on Porn. And that is a lie. Yeah. It is Rachel Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, I know. Oh, we'll, just, we'll, get, we'll get it straight. It's like a weird <laughs> we'll, we'll call We'll call up the one guy that works at Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I think his name is Steve. There's yeah. only one guy I think that like oh runs God, all of Apple really? Podcasts. Really? That's so funny. Yeah, I think his I name is Steve. That. Like one or two people, but Steve, I'm gonna holler at you. Yeah, okay. Steve and like Cupertino. Steve, get it okay. right. Yeah, there's yeah. Like a little picture of Rachel Bloom under her podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's no like she's the host. I mean, I she's like, lovely, okay, right. but yeah. she does not host, nor has she ever yeah. guested on this show. But maybe she will. And also, like, that'd be great because, like, 
help us get some more downloads, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Also, too, uh, as a creative, you know, my favorite part about writing a song is having the idea of what the song was going to be in my head, Mm -hmm. rushing home, writing it, recording it. Yeah. You know, getting the mixing and the mastering done and then putting that song out into the universe and ultimately getting a response back. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And hopefully a good response. But you guys, how I discovered you guys is from the Apple charts. Oh, really? Yeah, I was on the Apple podcast chart. So I find my guests. It's like, oh, what's what's trending? What's hot right now? And I came across your your podcast a couple of months ago. Very cool. But how does it feel to be so well received and have an audience that like loves and appreciates what you do? Wow. It's unreal. Honestly, um, it feels really cool yeah. uh, and it makes it all worth it. Like, cause it's like sometimes as a podcast, you know, it's not like immediate, like where I'm used to doing like theater or something and you have like someone clapping for you, <laughs> you know, or like you get to do a curtain call and everyone's like, that was great. You know, you're just kind of like throwing this into the internet and just like hoping someone Somebody somewhere listens. listens to it. Yeah. So like to get, you know, messages on Instagram or like people reviewing it on the podcast app or emailing us it's incredible yeah to like be anywhere in, in someone's like you know part of their journey of like sexual exploration or like sex positivity or like knowing that like what we said like spoke to someone or like helped them discover something about themselves has been so wonderful yeah that's yeah. actually the most thrilling part of it i think yeah. like it's cool to see that our numbers are just organically climbing and we're continuing to like expand our audience base and rachel manages our instagram and fucking kills it like we've become like a cool sex meme hub so like we <laughs> just keep meme, climbing you know? numbers on instagram which is great um but yeah i think the coolest part is actually like the individual stuff that yeah. people will send us notes and be like i've been listening or i yeah. found this it was amazing and like we'll talk about listening to it with their partners we'll talk about like how free this has made them feel or how they like like us were into porn but like felt weird about a lot of the porn that they found and didn't know where to look and that have like used the show as a yeah. sort of guideline to better porn and that is like truly what my mission was like when I started to talk to Rachel about it like the porn industry is is so problematic in many ways but there is great work being done and yeah. I want like help disrupt yeah uh the trends that like marginalize the performers that want that agency so there is like a deeper mission behind it. And it's really cool to see that like paying off in a granular way. Mm-hmm. Well, what have you learned about porn that you didn't know before you started your podcast? Oh, so much. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Well, I mean, what's like, been the, greatest, the biggest takeaway for you? Um, I think the biggest takeaways for me uh, have actually just been about spe- specific kinks. I didn't even know about. Mm. So it's actually just been enlightening in terms of like how human bodies and brains work and engage with each other like it's really opened up my perspective I think that's the biggest overall that is like an incremental learning process but that's been the most mind-blowing on the other side there's like crazy stats and like Mm -hmm. fun shit we've learned about like how many people watch porn and how much and like how powerful of an industry it is that we don't talk about. Yeah. But I kind of knew that going in, whereas I feel like learning about specific kinks and fetishes and why people are into them and how present they are online um, has been my most exciting takeaway. I would say probably hearing from porn performers and knowing like how much they enjoy their jobs, Mm -hmm. you know, and how, yes there are like terrible things that happen but like a lot of like porn performers you know retire but it's not because they like 
were like treated poorly or they like felt like they were sex trafficked or you know it's just like they loved it and like I remember watching the um when we were doing the podcast I remember like after porn ends and like watching that and like hearing all these people talk about how much they loved the industry and they loved their time and they loved doing what they get to do Mm. and it was like rare every once in a while there'd be someone who'd be like I found God and I had to change my ways (laughs) you know but for the most part it wasn't that yeah and that was it's just like good to know yeah, it's fun to challenge the narrative that right. sex work is only done out of desperation. Exactly. Um, and That's another great thing about this podcast is being able to tell people because they're like, I don't like porn because it's like, what happened to that girl's life that she felt like she needed to do this? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, why couldn't that just be something that she wanted to do? Like, she has agency and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. she's allowed to explore that. Anyone's allowed to explore that, you yeah. know. It's an option. Like, sex work is work, Yeah, you know. Just because, like, we as our government or, you know, in our society, like, don't realize it. Or don't acknowledge it. Yeah, it's still a reality. Yeah. For folks who are going to listen to this interview and go (laughs) right to Girls on Porn and give it a listen, what do you (laughs) want them to walk away with uh, after listening to your show? A respect for porn. Yeah. I think I... I want them to walk away with permission to explore their own sexuality in a deeper way and to feel like to find ways to do so online that Mm -hmm. they can feel good about. Like I want people to have like a guilt free porn and sex experience and for them to evolve their sex lives in conversation with porn and to just feel good about it. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's great. That's a great question, though. I hadn't yeah. thought about that in a while. Yeah. I'm just going to say everything that Laura said. <laughs> the hype man. Hype yeah. woman. That's right. That's what I'm here for. I drop I drop a joke every once in a while. And, you know. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You feel and me? And I say, yeah. Porn. I just say, yeah. Porn. I say, yeah, yeah. whatever she said. <laughs> All right. So, Laura and Rachel, we're at a point in the show called Our Podcaster's Picks. Now, yeah. this is when I ask the special guests of today's episode to give me their top three favorite podcasts that we should be listening to that you enjoy and mm-hmm. describe them to the audience. So we're going to start with Laura and then we're going to go to Rachel. Now, and, uh, do I just list them or do I like frame them a little bit? Give, yeah. give me some framing. Framing okay. is nice. I love a like interview convo podcast and like who doesn't have a little bit of obsession with like celebrity or like personalities. Mm-hmm. I like Dak Shepard's uh, armchair podcast I like as much as I love WTF and Mark Marin. I feel like it's a similar conceit, but with like a little less of the extra. And I think the conversations he has are cool, and he has a cool perspective. So I like that one. Um, I got really into Pod Save America in 2016 because I needed someone from like the inside of the Obama administration to tell me everything was going to be okay. And then transparently, I kind of checked out because as things got worse, it felt like these three privileged white dudes were like. Ha, ha ha what happened this week and I was like there are fucking children in cages and I kind of had to like step back but I do still like a lot of the podcasts that crooked media puts out like I like pod save the world and some of the more intellectual less personality driven shows of that network if I may say and then um ooh, I'm torn between two Is he gonna give me one and a half wow I want to have <laughs> Um, everyone knows it, but like S town is great just cause it turned out to be a very different podcast than I thought it was going to be. And mm. I thought it like really beautifully like unfolded this like 
gay man's life in a community where he couldn't truly be himself and it was mm. like moving when i thought we were on a treasure hunt <laughs> in the beginning so that one if you haven't checked out is worth the listen i just spoiled it fully for you though um and then the last one i'll throw in there is called the happiness lab lab i, I just had dr santos on the show oh amazing that's in my last episode holy yeah. shit yeah she's awesome the vips yeah. she's dope i listened to that recently and i haven't finished it yet but like I love a like science of happiness thing. Mm. And I love a reminder that we're all constantly chasing success that is not going to provide the happiness we think it will. So that was just nice to be like, there are regimented ways that you can actually like care for yourself and boost your positivity and your happiness. And I like that it like feels structured and scientific. And it just was like fascinating to listen to. Yo, shout out to Dr. Santos. <laughs> Dr. Santos. <laughs> she's she's good people. Yeah. Yeah. Um Oh God, I only have two, really. Well, there we go. So that we'll combine. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, you can, I only have I'll two. give you one of mine because um, I spend all my time listening to girls on porn. Um, it's true. <laughs> but episodes, and it is yeah, a lot of listening. Yeah, yeah. So we have to we do our episodes, and then we listen to them to be like, did I say anything offensive? <laughs> yeah, as you or should. Did I sound yeah, stupid? Yeah. I don't know. I gotta edit it out if I did. Um, can we cut minute two where yeah. I sound like a fucking idiot? Yeah, <laughs> but usually I'm like, mm, leave it on. <laughs> character um i'm gonna say my favorite murder i still love that show i think the two of them have a great dynamic and it was definitely like one of the first things where i was like if i did a podcast like i would want something like that and i originally was like what if girls on porn was like i pick one porn that i like and you pick you one porn you like and we talk about it um which is their show (laughs) literally their show um and I, I'm more drawn to, like, comedy podcasts. Um, I just find them entertaining, and I like to giggle. Um, so uh, definitely My Favorite Murder, because I love serial killers and true crime, too. And then also Seek Treatment is, like, another show that I love oh, so much. What is that yeah. about? Seek Treatment. Oh, shit, it's I with, thought of another um, one I have to um, say. <laughs> Kat, Kat Cohen and Pat Regan are two um, comedians who host the show, and it's about – Sex, fucking, dating, and love. Okay. And it's, you know, a sex-positive podcast where they have, like, a you know, a, a, a guest come on, usually, like, a comedian or an actor or a performer, and they talk about, like, you know, who they're dating, who they have a crush on, and they're both just brilliant comedians. They have a great dynamic. Um, I'm big fans of them. I have to throw Las Culturistas. Oh yeah, in and there. Las Culturistas. I'll Adjacent. do that. As my, they're all like I'll pals, but my, Matt my Rogers third. and Bo and Yang also have a comedy podcast. Yeah. that is like them. It's kind of just them like shooting the shit with different yeah. artists, right? But they have really cool, mm-hmm. like sassy but profound conversations about. They're both very the smart work. comedians. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They just like pull stuff out of their guests yeah. that you wouldn't get on other shows. Yeah. It just like feels very authentic and like real and like and yeah. but like really fun and like it's the kind of thing you listen and you're like the fucking banter on these people yeah. is enviable yeah so sorry i that just i'm like great. and then another eight i know <laughs> i know and also my, my entire friend, library yeah, yeah honestly <laughs> that is what true. i pulled up to be like what am i listening to yeah <laughs> and also you uh, you said it but i'm gonna say it again but i, rec- I actually really love what the fuck with mark maron it's great it's oh, a he's great, legend. great like it's he a great has show. such a working knowledge of so many things that yeah Really but I also just love hearing these people that I like, look up to and like admire so much and like hearing them talk real. about, yeah, and hear them talk about like, you know, when they were in community theater. Yeah. At, like, or like 14. The various you know? panic attacks they had. Yeah. Or, like, the real shit. Yeah. 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 So. And uh, ladies, before we wrap up, why do you podcast? Oh, wow. 
to bring better porn to the masses. Yeah. Preach. To make people feel comfortable about talking about their sexuality and to promote sex positivity in the world. Wow. <laughs> there we go. Yo, Laura Rachel. smile on my face. <laughs> Laura Rachel, thank y'all so much for being a guest on OPP today. Thank you. I really thank am a fan you. of Girls on Porn. I oh, learned so you. much. Thanks so that much. I, honestly, just from this interview, I learned a lot from your podcast. From oh, this interview great. alone, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, wow, I just <laughs> I have to do more watching more porn, which yeah. is always oh going to be fun. God. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> your, yeah, this uh, is great. The title of your podcast is one of the best of all time. Like yeah. OPP, it's just brilliant. Oh, I mean, thank you so uh, much. Just the idea of it, too, is great. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's brilliant. I mean, yeah. other, people's other people's pussy? Podcasts. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> exactly. I was like, <laughs> it could be. When I, like, when you first reached out, I was like, is this, this feels very adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this feels OPP. right. A lot G-O-B. of brand alignment <laughs> you know? going on here. But no, it's a cute, it's a cute-ass pun. I love yeah. it. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. So nice. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of OPP and to our special guests, Laura and Rachel. You can find Girls on Porn on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. This episode was mixed by Joshua Coleman. Theme music for this episode was produced by Richie Quake. And are you down with OPP? If so, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating in the Apple app and let me know your favorite podcast in the review section. Lastly, before we get out of here, be sure to check out my other show, Silent Giants. Silent Giants highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture, and you can find Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Pop bless y'all. Till next time. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.